Welcome to Iraq City. This is uh, Rocket Rasul. We're back again. This time we're talking about Janoon. Um, in order to do that, uh, firstly, I'd like to introduce my partner from Toronto. Imran, what's good? Same old, same old friend. It's good to hear from you again. Uh, we had a long break, but it's good to be back. Absolutely. And we have our first uh, recurring guest. So uh, if you'd like to introduce him, please. All the way from the Bay City, we have... In this corner, Riz the Kid. Well, hello, everyone. I've been considering changing a name change. I'd like to be called Rad Dad Riaz now. I've grown up. Right. <laughs> Awkward silence. <laughs> I'm still working on my still working on my DJ name. I'm going to try a new one every, every episode. I think that's clever. That's really clever. You're like a member of the Wu-Tang Clan. You know, like how they all have like five different names for each Oh, person? I didn't know that. No, that yeah. sounds excellent. That's what I want. I, I actually have five or six oh, different that's names awesome. myself. So now you're officially a Wu-Tang member. All right. Um, sounds great. So um, I'm going to start off. So the first thing I want to do is uh, let's see what we've all been listening to. Uh, um, Rocket, what have you been listening to? Uh, not that much, to be honest. Uh, I've checked out Vi- um, Vampire mm-hmm. Weekend's new album. Uh, which was really good. And uh, I've been listening to a lot of White Stripes, uh, which is excellent. Um, and those two are pretty much, that's what's been occupying uh, my recent, you know, right. listening. So, uh, yeah, just those two things, and uh, that's about it. Um, quick question. Have you tried listening to Jack White's other al- uh, band, The Raconteurs? I heard a couple of songs, and uh, it was pretty good. Uh, and I tried to listen to some of his solo stuff, too. So right. I'm still going through it. Mm-hmm. But from what I've heard, it's it's pretty good so far. Yeah, it's something to check out. I'm, um, I enjoyed, um, because they're from Detroit, so I got to see them live a long time ago. And then I got to see them live in Spain as well. Uh, the Recon Tours as well, and the Bad Weathers, which he fronted with, um, I forget the name of that particular female singer. Oh, she's from The Kills. So that's another band. I highly suggest checking out both of them, um, both bands, um, Detroit's uh, garage scene. Yeah, I'm uh, definitely going through that whole kind of bare bones, mm-hmm. um, you know, early 2000s rock, like Black Rebel Motorcycle Club, right. um, White Stripes, mm-hmm. and, uh, and, you know, any other band, uh, bands in that genre. So, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely a cool thing to check out. All right. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, Riaz, what have you been listening to? Um, I've been listening to a lot of um, Post Malone. Oh, nice! Uh, I got okay. turned on to him from uh, listening to the soundtrack for uh, that animated Spider-Man movie. Okay, and uh, I've also been listening to a lot of uh, Lamborghini. Okay, so uh, let's um, because um, we uh, I haven't uh, I don't know Ahmed Ahmed Rasul, can you provide some like input into Post Malone at all or Lamborghini? Unfortunately, I have not heard either of those um, artists. I do know who Post Malone is, right. but that's like from you know sneaker <laughs> sneaker watch right. and stuff like that. So, so I haven't actually heard right. anything from either of those. Right. Guys, so so Ahmed Riaz, uh, please explain both of these artists to us. Trying to give uh, us and the audience some insight onto what these guys are and probably uh, tie it in with a little bit with that Spider-Man uh, animated movie as well. 
Yeah, so the Spider-Man movie is amazing. It's sort of, um, without giving away too many spoilers, it's sort of like a, a very true-to-comics mm-hmm. Spider-Man movie where um, we have um, different Spider-Mans coming together, but visually it's com- completely amazing. And the soundtrack mm-hmm. for it is really, really good. Um, and so there's a, there's a Post Malone song in there called Sunflower, which is where I really kind of got just interested in it because um, I was doing this thing where I, sometimes I like to listen to the songs of the movie before I go watch right. the movie just to get hyped up. Um, especially if I'm taking like public transit or, or uh, you know, taking the right. part. And, and so it's just like, Oh man, it's such a sunflower, such a great song that I, I just kept listening to it, kept listening to it. And then I was just like, what, what else does this guy have? And, you know, it's fascinating guy. He, he, uh, you know, just, it just has like a beautiful, beautiful voice, and as beautiful as voices, his his manner and his attitude is just as street grungy right. looking. Uh, he's a very interesting sort of guy. So I mm-hmm. highly, highly recommend um, Sunflower okay. by Post Malone. Um, Lamborghini. I don't. Uh, Lamborghini is actually not an artist. It is a song. Um, yeah, it, it's just like a random Punjabi song that's nice. been stuck in my head. Um, that we've been listening to. So I, it's one of those like um, very poppy uh, kind of Daisy songs that's okay. hip right now. Um, I think I found it somewhere on YouTube and, and now just I have it on repeat. Partially because there's a line in there where um, they talk about Model right. Town <laughs> and I'm from Model Town okay, before. Okay. I'm obsessed. I'm, if anyone knows, I'm, I'm sort of obsessed with two things, shawarmas right. and Model Town. Um, my dream is to open a shawarma <laughs> shop in Model Town. I think it would do really well. So I think that they mentioned Model Town, and, and I've been told it's not my Model Town, but in my head, right. it's my and, and I want to interject. I Now, Model Town is a very bougie kind of neighborhood, right? Well, I mean, we can't help it because okay, we're the that's best. Okay, that's another perspective. But um, <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Model, Town, Model Town's a, okay, an okay. old neighborhood. All right. I would put it that way. Full of really old people, <laughs> so, but it is bougie. It's definitely so. Bougie. You basically yeah, live in the Miami of Lahore. <laughs> no, Miami's bougie. Old people in yeah. <laughs> oh, the Florida. Yeah, I was sorry. Miami's not bougie. You're saying I live in the Florida, Florida okay. of uh, Lahore. Yes, if Florida right, right. was a small town. Yes. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, yeah. It, 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 yeah, I would say that Florida or just, you know, think about like, uh, um, well, right oh, now okay, I live okay. in, in the Bay Area. I live in Berkeley Hills. So it's very similar. It's the, right, it's the right, bougie right. part of you um, know, uh, East Bay. So I try not to. I, I really like sleepy okay. yeah. towns that are next to very active places. So instead of living in the heart of the city, I don't know what the equivalent of Toronto um, is. Actually, Mississauga yeah. would, be, would be. It's sort right. of like it's not not the center of Toronto, but just a little bit off. I like right. I like being able to get away yeah, from. Unfortunately, the, I'm the right in the thick of things right here, so um, it's okay. I don't mind it. It's not bad. It's everything's very convenient for me. But um, yeah, all in all, it's uh, it's not too uh, it's not too shabby. Um, so that something highly recommended uh, would be Lamborghini then. That was my takeaway. <laughs> okay. Yeah, just search Lamborghini and Punjabi song. 
I think they even spell okay. it like Lamborghini. The, you know, uh, Lamborghini. Uh, I guess fortunately slash unfortunately for me, I married into a Punjabi family. So uh, much to their disdain. Yeah, yeah, much to their disdain, I will probably oh, put love this it. album on. Oh, no, actually, they'll probably love that, that I'm listening to this. Yeah, they'll probably So love I'll it. put it on for them. All right, so um, I uh, just wanted to tell you guys what I've been listening to. So um, I had, I'm listening to this podcast by um, uh, a Canadian author by the name of Malcolm Gladwell. And um, he does something about records. And um, the last episode I listened to was about Chic with uh, Niles. Um, um, I forget his last name. Um, so Chic was this uh, disco band. So I got into, um, I started listening to a lot more disco, um, especially with a lot of instrumentals in it. So. I like disco beats. I, that was like probably the first genre of English music that I was introduced to as a kid. And I kind of maintained it. Just uh, picked up Boney M, listened to Boney M again. And in between uh, a rapper that uh, Ahmed Rasul had suggested to me, Logic. Um, been listening to a lot of Logic as well. But having a lot of fun with that. So that, yeah, those are the two two things I've been listening to. And obviously Janoon as well now. Uh, yeah, what do you think of uh, Logic's uh, flow in terms of bars and stuff like that? Okay, so here's my thing, right? Um, first and foremost, this he's a very young guy. So his flow is very... Uh, it's unique to the age group that he represents. So that's my mm. first takeaway. So he goes back to that classical era. And... If you and if you listen to his bars and uh, flows carefully, the breakdown is more consistent with someone like Eminem or another very famous Detroit rapper, Royce the Five Nine. Yeah, that makes sense because uh, I just saw he had a song with Eminem recently. Yeah, and um, yeah, you're right. You're right, and. Um, I just felt that that flow and there's like, you know, there's like that little word play in between songs. So it was fun. It was a really fun album of uh, lots of fun stuff coming out of the guy, but a lot of serious and dark matter as well. Mm, interesting. Yeah. So thank you, Ahmed Rasool, for introducing me to Logic. Uh, so I've been having fun with that. So, um, uh, Ahmed Riaz, you had a question as well. Yeah, I was going to say, how, how can you get away from with, uh, I was introduced to disco really young and not talk <laughs> you about know, um, uh-huh. yeah. disco. Uh-huh. <laughs> What's that? Was that your introduction? I mean, you know, it has to be. Yeah. And, and you know, uh, the funny thing was that I did pick up, uh, I not pick up, but I did manage to like squeeze in one album with Nazia and Zoheb Hassan as well. Uh, yeah. But it's a la- latter album from like the mid '80s, and I forgot the name of it. In your in your whole, okay. yeah, in my recent listening as well. So yes, I did do I did listen to uh, a few Nazia Hussain and Shuib Zoeb Hassan. Um, uh, again, uh, you know, I I enjoy disco. Um, it transitioned very well into listening to house music, as well as beats for rap music, early yeah. rap music. So that transition was so easy and so great, and even disco punk. So the foundation for, uh, uh, I would say, my musical taste to today. 
No, that sounds really interesting. I've never heard an entire um, album by them. I wonder what that's like. I've only heard like you know the popular songs here and there. I um uh, yeah. If uh, unfortunately for iTunes, there's only a few of Nazia and Zoeb Hassan's albums. Like obviously the best ones. Uh, so if you get a chance, check them out. Um, uh, let me hold on. I'll give you the name of their um, album as well that I got a chance to listen to. Uh, album. No, I, yeah, no. I remember them being incredibly poppy. I can, I can find the name, but I yeah, mean, it's Hotline. Just you, Hotline. Yep. Oh wow, Telephone PR. Hamorton. Oh yes. I was gonna say Hotline. That's a pretty good name. Yeah. How very eight? How very eighties? But it's probably the seventies, right? Yeah. No, it was like an eighty-six album, man. It was like, um, oh yeah, really? So this go ahead. Okay, long so gone. Super eighties. Yeah. They were getting into new wave. All right, uh, without further ado, you guys ready? Yeah, uh, should we move on to the first album, which was self-titled, Janoon? Yep. Um, and before we do get into that, and I just want to add one thing, uh, and this is where Ahmed Rasul will take over. Ahmed Rasul, please tell us the formation of Janoon and the link to Vital Signs. Uh, right, so um, Vital Signs, uh, as you guys know, is one of the biggest bands. Salman Ahmed was in Vital Signs as the guitarist on the first album. Um, he mm -hmm. basically in this for the second album wrote a lot of semi-political and different kind of songs which were rejected um, he wanted to get away from the pop sound um, and he had a massive disagreement with Rohail and the rest of the band and decided to leave um, and form his own band Janoon um, he got the idea of the Janoon's direction by uh, watching uh, I believe it was a film with Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan and Peter Gabriel were on the soundtrack. So Nusrat Fateh Ali mm -hmm. Khan's sound influenced him to create Janoon. Um, and luckily Ali Azmat was, um, was already in Jupiter's and lived near Salman. So he decided to recruit him as the lead singer. So that's the brief description of how the genesis of Janoon, um, you know, coming out of him leaving Vital Signs and doing his own thing. Have you guys had a chance to listen to the Patari podcast that Salman did? No. I did. Uh, I can't remember a lot of it, though. So the one thing I remember is he mentioned that somehow he was playing music with them. So that is correct, like yeah. He would, yeah. He, would be in, he would be in concert yes. with yeah. them. And that was where he sort of, you know, in his lost years was like, hey, this is really cool. This combination of like, you know, Sufi music and rock music. What if I combine them together and, and and created a Sufi rock band? Yeah, so um, just a little bit to add to that. Uh, one of his friends in New York actually suggested that you need to have an Eastern sound with your next band, and he didn't know what that meant. And um, that's when he kind of linked up with Nusrat and started playing with him. And uh, in his biography, the first time he played with Nusrat, he's like, Nusrat, you know, what do you want me to do? And Nusrat is just, just play from the heart. And he kind of took that as, you know, his mentor and his direction for the next you know up till now where you know it's just kind of just having fun playing you know not thinking too much about mm -hmm. structure and stuff like that and just freeing him up you know completely so yeah that's absolutely right he did he did uh, jam and play concerts with no shirt and support him 
I mean, it's pretty it's pretty amazing that he was able to have access like that. I think you know it talks to how small the music scene must have been back in the day, where everyone kind of knew each other, and mm-hmm. even if you wanted to, you mm-hmm. could sort of yeah. get in touch with Nusrat Fateh well, and be like, yeah. "Hey, can I play? Can I play with you?" Or you know, you know how things happen in Pakistan. Somebody's uncle knows somebody else. So he actually went through Imran Khan because uh, I don't know if you guys know, but Salman was a really good cricketer, and he played first class cricket, which is like professional level, but like not international. So he knew Imran Khan really well. So uh, Imran Khan was the um, was the one who introduced him to Nusrat. Oh, that's super interesting. I mean, Imran Khan comes back again later as well with one of the songs. Um, I don't know if he's related or not, but there's an Inkalab song where I heard it. I heard that sort of rally cry in a Janoon song before I heard it in Imran's political movement. So it makes a lot of sense that these guys are all connected. Right. So... Um... And you know, tying it back in, so let's uh, let's get our thoughts on the um, first album. Okay, so the first album comes out, and um, again, uh, it's um, when you got the when you first. And I read this on the Wikipedia. When you purchased the first album, you got a free tube of Colgate toothpaste. And um, again, this ties in back to like uh, the early days, of, the early nineties, and actually even till today. Uh, Corporate sponsorship and Pakistani music. Yeah, I mean that makes me wonder, like, what kind of size was that <laughs> Colgate toothpaste? Was it like one of the travel sizes? I, you know what, I think it's gotta be that. There's no other way. Uh, so uh, you know, uh, moving on. Um, so I want to uh, let's uh, let's get uh, Ahmed um, Ahmed Riaz's uh, opinions on the first Janoon album. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, go ahead, Ahmed Riaz. So. I, I don't think I listened to the first album in its entirety. I probably listened to it as a, within other albums. And in fact, Rasul and I were talking about this a little bit before where I was like, I think that um, I started getting confused about which albums I had listened to when I was younger because they mm-hmm. had included some of the music from previous albums in like future albums. So so that okay. said, I mean, there there's some songs in here that, you know, I found a little bit later. But to me, are like some of the most beautiful, lovely kind of songs. So the first album, I listened to it kind of recently again. And to me, what was really interesting was that it's just like, it, there's a lot of like um, experimentation going on. There's some songs that are, they do the they do the Pakistani version in Urdu, and then they do the uh, English version of exactly the same song, which I thought was a bit of a cheap trick. Um but to mm-hmm. me, like the stuff that I thought was really interesting was um, Khwab is amazing. Uh, right. And then Neen Atinahi, which is a very similar song. I'm pretty sure right. I got those two confused when I was younger. Uh, but Khwab is like mm-hmm. one of my favorite songs. Uh, and uh, Jogia, where they have a female voice. I don't know who that female is. But that is also, yeah, that's a really great song as well. I actually know a little bit about that. Oh, please add, add to it Ahmed Rasul, if you don't mind. Yeah, so that female is Fifi Haroon. She's a big broadcaster and journalist now, and that was the only time she sang on this album. Well, she did a great job, absolutely. And what? What? How cool to be on a Janoon album, <laughs> you know, early on. Uh, Ahmed Rasul, how did you? How did you? The, what did you think of the first album? I thought it was pretty solid. Uh, like Riaz, like I don't, uh, you know, go track by track, but um, I actually have the same same songs: Ninanti Nehi, Khwab, and Jogia. Um, especially Nina Tinahi is still an amazing song. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I think I came to my attention when uh, yeah. there's a female singer in Pakistan did a cover like five, six years ago. Um, I forget her name. Okay. Um, and okay. then I was like, hmm, this is, this is nice. And I found out it was Janoon. I was like, wow, why didn't I know about this? You know? <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's one of the greatest songs ever. Great. So uh, yeah, overall really solid. And uh, this is before Brian O'Connell, by the way, who wasn't on this album. So they had Nusrat Hussain, who was also in no. uh, Vital Signs, play the guitar. And uh, yeah, right. overall solid, but uh, a good foundation to start with. Janoon without Brian? That sounds crazy. Right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, you know, I'll give my thoughts on it. The, the, the first song starts off as like, it's like Salman Unhinged. And what I mean by that is the sound of this entire album is much more rock than Vital Signs 1. And right from the get-go, you know the direction of this band. Like, they've already set themselves apart from Vital Signs 1. Um, there's a lot more guitar solos as well in this um, in this album. Yeah, just just to interject, um, like, the, the guitar solo in Chori Chori, I listened to it the other day, and it's epic. It's so good. Mm-hmm. And it's such a kind of example of like, you know, just letting loose. Yeah. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. Um, like both of you guys, I also like Neen Dati Nahi. Um, it's a classic song and I'm like a sucker for 80s pop. And this is, you know, again, um, this is Salman's inter, um, I guess his perspective into um, music composition. And the way... Nindati Nahi is such a great 80s song. For me, it's like uh, like the one-hit wonder Melt With Me by Modern English. And it's right up there as far as composition is concerned. He just had that, he had that ability to hear songs and to compose them in a way that were so a la mode during that time. Um, and, you know, dare I say it's, you know, it's... Probably a little better than uh, um, Royal Hayat as well. So um, the final, the only bad thing I can say is Janoon's foray into English songs. And um, the best way to describe them is they're terrible at best. And uh, and, and the problem is... I'm sorry, I, but, I agree yeah. wholeheartedly. No, I just agree. I, I feel like every time I heard it, I was like, come on, guys, what are you, what are you trying yeah. to prove here? That you know English? And, um, you know, I think it's, um, I read a story about Ali Azmat the first time that he got into music was <laughs> he went to a Bon Jovi concert in Australia. And he's like, okay, that's it. I'm going to be a rock star. And um, and all these songs, they're, all these English songs are just like cheesy love songs and sometimes in the cock rock genre. So it's, you know, Bon Jovi is a master at what he does in a genre that really is not that great. But he's so good, he can make that genre seem great. And, you know, Ali Azmat is a terrible pale imitator of that. But, uh, you know, I mean, again, it's, I'm sure somebody out there likes him. I was not a big fan. And I just wanted to add that Sun in that uh, album for me, at least, it said, okay, this is going to be the future of what Janoon is going to head towards. And if you listen to Sun, there's a lot of uh, Eastern and Western, uh, um, I want to say, um, 
um, uh, I guess, uh, chords that are going to be melded together. So that's, uh, that's what I took away from that album. Although, you know, all in all, it wasn't a bad album, but that's, but, uh, the English songs really did make it not that great. Yeah. I'd have to agree. I mean, for me too, sort of this idea of like a, a really good debut album, but there were some flashes of genius mm-hmm. in there, but it wasn't completely all genius, right. you know? So that combination was like really, really, really mm-hmm. fun. And, and uh, just to set the record straight, I mean, I, I thought about this a lot last night uh, was Huab um, is actually the one I like more than Neen mm. but they're right. pretty close. Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. Both great songs. You can't go wrong with either. Yeah. For me, obviously, it's Nina Tine and Joge. I was like, oh, Joge is like amazing. Wow, what a great song. And, um, uh, you know, it's so unfortunate that we didn't hear more from Fifi Haroon, but what, you know, what we have is great. It'd be cool to have some female covers. Of they are, Janine if songs. you. Um, They're probably out there. If you listen to I the 20th listen anniversary of Janoon, there's, yeah. there's a few. The, the song Sajna has been covered. Um, Nina Tine. Uh, has been covered by a oh, female, wow. so they are they're out there definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, so moving on to the second album, Talash. And um, before we get into the album, and I just wanted to ask you guys, did any of you guys watch the PTV drama series Talash? Uh, no, not me. Oh, see, this explains it. I, I was pretty sure that some of these songs had music videos, and then I tried looking for them, right. and I couldn't find anything. So I must have seen a few yeah. episodes of it. I'm there is sure. one music video uh, for Hire. Yep. But I think the song Bo, Bo that I was mm-hmm. uh, talking to you guys about earlier, I think that was okay. in the drama series because that whole line mm-hmm. where the girl sort of does the intro, oh, it okay. sounds That's like it's from the drama. Ah, okay. I um, actually, when I was doing the research yesterday and um, like, you know, uh, c- compiling my notes um, so I had the drama series on at one side and I was listening to the music on the other side and just taking my notes. Um, there it's, it's funny to see Brian O'Connell, like this white guy in Pakistan and how he loves Nihari. So I think that was kind of a fun, fun little. <laughs> <laughs> that, that sounds yeah, like it's worth see, it just yeah. for that. Yeah. Just Absolutely. to, you know, I would watch uh, just to add to that. And as Ahmed Rasul had mentioned before, this is the first album with Brian O'Connell. Yeah, definitely. And uh, I like quite a few songs. Well, at least mm-hmm. three on this album. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hire, Talash, yep. which I thought were two excellent rock songs. And uh, Bigi Yaden, which is like a slower, sad, mm-hmm. uh, melancholy song. Um, again, another like addition to that solid foundation, but yeah. um, nothing You're groundbreaking right. as of yet. Um to uh again adding more to this um uh especially the Brian O'Connell aspect of this and i found this to be the most interesting thing right um have, have you guys seen the movie the disaster artist riaz you i have yes i haven't seen it no, no. okay so um it's a great movie I, I i highly recommend you check it out so here's my thing and this is how it ties in right so Brian O'Connell is this 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 guy living in like suburban New York and he gets a you know a letter or a phone call from his friend Salman he's like yeah I need you to why don't you come over to Pakistan we're gonna record some albums and you know see how it goes so this guy literally packed up his guitar 
and probably his amp and a few clothes and came to Pakistan to record music. Yeah, he's the most rock and roll person of them all. I, I thought, think. yeah, I just thought that, you know what? If there should be a documentary, it should be about this guy. Oh, for sure. I've always been interested in that story, you know, in detail. Exactly. Yeah, I would want to listen. To, I, I would read his biography. I feel like he would just be a really he, interesting guy. He also just seemed really even keeled <laughs> compared yeah. to everyone else. Yeah. Uh, but he made some big moves in his life, you know? Yeah, I think, you know, just that, just that, you know, I mean, this was still when, you know, there wasn't as, that much of a security threat in Pakistan. You know, he just kind of arrived and he's like, all right, let's make this. And then all of a sudden you're in a drama series, which was kind of like a, uh, I guess, a vehicle for uh, uh, for launching your album. So I, I think the, all those concepts combined together is just such an interesting story. Um, and as, so uh, 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 I'll tell you how I got this album. And I got this album from my friend Fassel Jaswal in the summer of 94. Um and if you so he had the original album. So if you look inside the folded covers of the album, um, it had a little bio of each of the uh, band members, and um, it's and you know like Salman Ahmed. It says I enjoy cricket and music. Brian O'Connell enjoys baseball and music. So you know, and and Nihari. Yeah, Nihari. He didn't <laughs> mention Nihari. He did not mention Nihari, which was okay. <laughs> uh, I just quite, thought, yeah, quite epic if it showed up in his bio. Yeah, I think I think he I secretly think he enjoys Nihari, but you know I, I, I not secretly, but I, I'm pretty sure he just he really does enjoy it, and I think that's the first thing he probably eats when he gets over there. <laughs> um, now the, uh, let's get into our favorite songs and favorite stuff. And Ahmed Rasul's also already mentioned a few three of his favorite songs of this album. Um, this is one of the first two albums produced by the duo of Brian and Salman. Um, the latter albums will be produced by Mr. Alec, and we'll get more into that later. But um, as far as production-wise is concerned, how did you guys feel about this album? So you're asking as far as like the production yeah, of the production album or just the, the song? I mean, I think based on, you know, the first album was a lot of experimentation, mm-hmm. it felt like. But this one was like, you know... This and Inkalab, it just like all of them sort of, it all just comes together. Right. To me, this is what Junoon sounds like. Yeah. Um, in fact, even more so than some later albums. I'm like, this is, this is Junoon. And so for me, like, I don't remember when I got the album, but I distinctly remember, you know, rocking out to uh, Nehide <laughs> hundreds of times. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Same here. Just like completely rocking out, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. That was the first song I ever uh, heard of theirs ever on TV. Yeah. Saw the video. To me, yeah, I mean, those are it's just mixed in with sort of like the the you know um, the early sort of Janoon song was just like, what the hell is this? And this was amazing, and everything about it was like Pakistani and rock and roll, and just it was just its own kind of. I I don't know if I realized it was its own thing, right? Uh, I just knew it was it was damn good, and I gotta like rock out to this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add one thing to this and um, listening to the composition myself and Ahmed Rasul chime in. If you heard their contemporaries like Vital Signs, Strings, Sequencers, um, 
even to a lesser degree, a lesser known artist, Nadim Jaffrey, Janoon sounded organic. There was like actual drums used. There was no drum machine at this point. There were actually drum players. They got drummers and they and they they played in those albums. Yeah. That was one of the things I was going to actually add is that I felt that uh, for Janoon, just like the tabla player mm-hmm. is and the drummers were the unsung heroes. Like you never saw them or... I never saw them. I wasn't aware of them. I'm sure Rasul is aware of every member. But to me, it was just like that really brought it together and made it very Pakistani, especially the tabla in a lot mm-hmm. of these songs. Um, I just, uh, Ahmed, Rasul, did you, uh, anything to add as far as the sound of this album? Uh, not really. I was just a uh, rock. And that that's what they were, right? Mm-hmm. They were, you know, uh, Salman was really into Zeppelin and all the great rock artists, and uh, he wanted to do that in Pakistan. Um, and at this point, they were still finding their sound, so they're more pure rock. Right. Um, where, you know, after Azadi, they were definitely more on the Eastern mm-hmm. side. That side took over. But at this point, you know, one of Pakistan's, if not first, uh, proper rock band. Right. You know, opening the door for Jal and Nuri and all those guys. Exactly. Um, year later. Yeah. yeah. Was it just Pakistan, or was this just like the first for all of South Asia? That's a good question. It might have been all of South Asia. Um, the only thing is their first South Asian released wasn't uh, until Azadi, which was their debut in India. So they already had a body of work before that. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if those guys out there really heard these albums, even to this day, you know. Outside yeah, I don't know, but I but I know that a lot of people just kind of from the region are incredibly like they they have that uh, maybe not that level of passion we do, but that idea of like rock and roll desi music is mm-hmm. genuine, you know. Absolutely, yeah. Agreed. Um, yes, that and I agree with that as well. That this there's a there is there is hints that this band is gonna go somewhere else. Um. My favorite song in this uh, uh, in this entire album was um, probably "Opera Hum," and um, it's an instrumental. So for me, it's more mm-hmm. you know, it's uh, it's it's more sentimental value. Like there was a time where I listened to that song incessantly. So there's a lot of sentimental attached to it. Um, mm-hmm. But um, you know, like "Talash and Hira," that was like the first. I was like, oh my god, these guys rock. These guys rock, right? Right. And yeah, it was yeah, the yeah. first time that a Desi band rocked. Um, it wasn't the soft rock of strings or vital sides. I'm like, these guys are playing solos. There's drums. There's this. Just it was. It blew my mind. It absolutely blew my mind. And I had a friend. Uh, he went to Minartal Sharkia, which is our, our. I guess our. Uh, sister school in Dharan and he came to Canada like he was in the last few years of high school with me and that's how he clicked and then he knew of Janoon and he was talking and he were talking about the Talash song which was played constantly on Channel V and MTV Asia and he really loved that mm-hmm. song that was his favorite song and he said isn't that the one with the videos where they're playing like uh, chess I'm like, yes, that's it. <laughs> I don't, I don't remember <laughs> that video, uh, but but I I think for me, Hide was just yeah. like 
the best song. Um, and then secretly Vol mm-hmm. probably in the corner was also something I liked a lot. Um, and then in recent listening, just as I was kind of preparing for this um, uh, podcast was just Pehli right. Lagan is quite good too. Like that's a really nice, you know, very, yeah, it is. Um, it is. Very comfortable right. sort of song mm. for them. Yeah. Um, I was just going to do an honorable mention of Ghafalat uh, because that was the, uh, their soft rock version of Janoon with complete Western instrumentals, because that's like the last time I ever heard after those albums, like anything that went at a slower pace with Janoon was a mixture of Eastern and Western instrumentals. And Ravalat was like probably the last song I heard of theirs with complete Western instrumentals. Yeah, I, I I don't even remember which one that is. It's just one of the instrumental yeah. songs. In my head, some of the some of the instrumental songs just sort of like you know, right. I lose them because uh, I use the mm-hmm. lyrics to kind okay. of remember the songs. Um, but but you know it, there there are some like that really like the instrumental portions of it really call out. I will say this is again like that moment when Janoon right. was most Janoon. And you guys have mentioned it so well. It's like it's the time when it was like most rock and roll, you know. And afterwards, it becomes like a little bit more. Hey, we really are more right. more Sufi than rock. Right, that makes sense. And and that's a that's a and you know and good way to tie in and kind of sequence ourselves to the next album, Inkalab. Um, where this is where Janoon really, at least for me, it feels like where Janoon becomes Janoon the way we see them today. And for me, it was an absolute pleasure to listen to this album. You guys? It's my favorite album of theirs. It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Mine too. Um, um, I'll start off with what, and this, okay. So for me, this like within the last two years, this is the first time I ever heard the album from beginning to end. And um, so I'll start like how, how I perceive this album. So, it starts off with Mere Mahi, uh, absolutely infectious riff. You know, you, you can't get that riff out of your head. Mm-hmm. Well, it starts off with like a gin right. or some kind of deep voice right, telling right. you what you're about to get into. <laughs> All right, I, I had the yeah. cassette and I played it on repeat. Yeah. And it was like, get ready for having <laughs> 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 Sorry. This is when yeah. you really listen to something so long. It just like you know, it's like it's that guy starts you off, and then and then yes, then Mary Mahi, then then what Rasul did. And yeah, then <laughs> you know it's funny because you guys are you guys are coming from a different place. I think Riaz, you've listened to this album multiple multiple times, and Ahmed Rasul, you've listened to this album multiple multiple times. Correct? Yeah, it's the first one I had of theirs. Um, and I, yeah. yeah, you know yeah. when you wear out like a cassette. <laughs> <laughs> and same with you, right, Ahmed Rasul? Yeah, it was the it was my first genuine album, so I listened to it all the time. Okay. Um then we you know, my favorite song of uh I would have to say Sai is my all time favorite Pakistani song. All time. Like nothing oh, yeah. beats that song. It's a perfect mixture of Eastern and Western composition. Hands down, you cannot beat that song. Yeah, I agree. That's one of that's a very emotional song for me. Um because of the subject matter, but I, I agree mm-hmm. that's one of the greatest songs ever. Riaz, I I mean this every song in this album is so amazing. I I, I Sai for me is like not yeah. my favorite song in the album. No. So it's <laughs> <Same> <laughs> <true>. I know. 
Maybe we should play. I don't think it's my favorite song. Yeah. It's a great song, but I don't think yeah. it's my favorite song. I think there are just yeah, there's yeah, yeah, so yeah. many great <laughs> songs in this that um Husin Walo, mm-hmm. oh my god. Husin Walo is amazing. Go go like that all those are like to me I can't even talk about wow. them without them playing in my head, you know? Sai, I I feel like maybe I yes, overheard it. I I get that. Like mm. it's just like well, you know it's like I feel like saying the same way I feel about Dil Dil Pakistan, where it's like, right, oh, right. this thing is on again, you know? Uh, and then when I came back and actually listened to it, I was like, oh, this was a great song. It deserved to be on. But I think when I was younger, Sai, I was just like, oh, again. Yeah. You know? Whereas for me, it was like my own private music listening would, would include more of some of the other songs. So I think Husn Walo, Iltija, oh my God. Iltija mm. is like the slow prayer like to me right. is, is not a song it's almost like a prayer it's so amazing um so yeah i mean right. to me those were yeah. the ones that i thought were really uh, amazing Over um i wanted to add one more thing is that lyrically they started to go somewhere deeper too like uh, you know with mech on oh yeah yeah there's so much more introspection yeah in in that uh, and then there's so uh, please tell us like some so, uh, uh, maybe a song that you thought was kind of underrated in this album. Uh, this is going to be my favorite song of Janoon ever, and is on this album. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't a big song, but it's just my favorite. It was uh, Mane Kabi. Uh, okay, so just a pure rock rock song. Uh, I also like Mary Mai Sai Husunwalo, Koi Koi Anke, Chalete Sat Sat, which is another beautiful sad song, and Just mm-hmm. Janoon. Chalete yeah. amazing, amazing. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And um, Jazba Janoon, which was the really the big song that you know ended up being sponsored by Coke <laughs> yes, uh, and yes. used for the World Cup, and really made Janoon yep. huge in Pakistan. Um, but yeah, Manikabi. Uh, I don't know if you guys remember yeah. it, but it's, I just find that amazing. For me, it was Chalete Saat. I thought that was a very criminally underrated song. Oh yeah. Um, Again, for me, you know, it's first time I'm listening to this album, so I don't have that Sai. I'd never really listened to it multiple times, so I have a different perspective on it. And I have to say that beginning to end, it's a fantastic album. It's like it's like listening to Led Zeppelin three, you know, or listening to the White Album by the Beatles. Like it's just fantastic mm. rock and roll. Yeah, a range of stuff too. So you have uh, Sangi, which you know the later Janoon would be sounding more like that. Then you have Mary Mai, which is like early Janoon. Yes, yes, you know what yes. I mean. You have the ballads, like, and you have the you know the passionate, almost like Dil Dil Pakistan song, Just Ba Janoon. Yep. So it was a good mix of everything. Like you say, White Album is probably a good, uh, good. Yeah, it was, it was amazing, and and you know, um, we talked about how beautiful Janaid's voice is, and I think here where. Chalete Sasa. I mean, Ali Azman's like really trying to go toe to toe with him. I don't know if he's beating him, but I think this was right. also the time when they were like, you know, really trying to be like, we you are know, the right. Yeah. We are the best. I always thought this was so vital signs, this song. Yeah, it, it, it was, but I, I, it also felt like it was just like, this is a period of competition for them, right? They were okay. trying to be the best music band in Pakistan. And, right. and I think at this moment, it everything flipped like you know i don't know what else was yeah. going on time wise with vital signs but in my listening history i was like forget those guys this is like this is this is where you know we all grow up 
You know, uh, I'm smiling to myself right now. And I'm going to say, because I'm going to say something that maybe somebody might find sacrilegious over here. But um, for I'm going to say two things. <sighs> Vital Signs is, is the first true Pakistani rock band. But Janoon is the most important Pakistani rock band. And yeah, I'm agreed. going to say that Ali Azmat, after listening to all those, I, I'm, I like his range. I like him better as a singer than Junaid. Ah, that, that's the real thing that you're... I was like, why is there so much hesitation to just say Junaid? Yeah, you no, know, yeah, yeah. I was like... No, I agree with you. Yeah, I so I... I, I um, God, it's it's really tough. I, I think I think it's hard to like look at Janaid's history and how he kind of went off into a different world and and uh and yeah. Ali Asman's history and how he went off into his own, you know, halfway right. world. But I think that the the idea is just like it is um here they're toe to toe. And in this yeah. album, mm-hmm. Ali Asmuth takes it. Like he does, you know? Yep. I, I think in this album he just like he's just like look, let me show you what I can do. Right. Uh, I think Inqalab is one of those albums when you know when you look at it, and I can if I was an artist at that time in Pakistan, I would say that that album in itself, every artist was like, I wish I made that album. I mean, no one's made an album like that since. No, every, no. it is it is uh, it is a classic. No. Just. At the same level as, um, you know, the the Metallica Black, you know, like yes, yes, like, like at that level of like, this is like peak Metallica. This mm-hmm. is peak Junoon. This is peak Junoon. Yep. Yeah. 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 Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed for sure. Uh, I actually had a little story about this period about uh, Salman Ahmed uh, taking uh, Mick Jagger to hear Mandi. Yeah, guys yeah. Please, minute. please. Hold on. Mick Jagger was in Pakistan. Yeah, this is a story from uh, Salman's biography, Rock and Roll Jihad, um, directly. So it is uh, for real. So basically, Mick Jagger came for the World Cup final in 1996, which was in Lahore. And Imran Khan asked Salman to look after Mick Jagger on that evening. And um, basically, he was getting bored by the match. <laughs> so as soon as the match was over, Salman said, okay, let's have some fun. And he took him to, you know, Hiramandi. And he took him to see the dancing girls. And... Uh, yeah, there's a whole story of him, you know, like dancing with these girls in the horror. And, you know, the girls are saying, you're too old. And he's like, I'm not too old. And, you know, shaking him, you know. Wow. <laughs> they, they probably didn't know who and he was. This strange night. <laughs> like, who's this old? Like, yeah, they didn't. They, yeah, they're like, who is this old guy? You know, like, why? What? And he was like, you know, gyrating and stuff. And they were like impressed <laughs> and uh, very strange. And uh, <laughs> night. it must have been for Simon taking Mick Jagger to you know, the uh, interesting areas of the horror, let's put it that way. So that was just a little story out there. I like how they were impressed. They were like, whoa, this guy's very confident. <laughs> this old guy. Yes. Because I bet you that was his, that wasn't the first time he did that. It must have been an old move. It's like, ah, this this is what impresses the Gorads. <laughs> awesome, man. That, all right, should we uh, yeah, yeah. move on to Azadi? I mean, if we have to. <laughs> <laughs> so, 
So Azadi was obviously their biggest uh, commercially successful album and biggest in South Asia. Um, and there was their de- debut album in India. And this is when they started um, going across to India and playing certain uh, shows. And they, I think they even played mm-hmm. like a Z, Z Awards or a, like a film awards thing. And that was the first time a Pakistani band did that. Um, and uh, it had their probably over most overplayed and famous song, Sayuni. Um so I don't know what your guys' thoughts are about the album. I thought it was good, but I thought it was a little overrated in terms of like uh, sales. But it did help them get out of Pakistan and into the whole world. So uh, yeah, guys, take it away. What, what are your thoughts? Uh, I guess first, okay, uh, Imran, so what do you think? This is the first time in all of Janoon's history, like in all of the Janoon's uh, albums, that it didn't start with a rocker tune. And um, it started with Sayoni. And um, it seems like there was like a conscious effort to put that song that starts with a sense of urgency, right? Like it's, um, if you listen, if you, if you listen to the lyrics, there's like this, um, you know, like it it sounds like someone's soul is um, trembling. It's not, uh, it's like you want to find some sort of, stability or peace but you can't find it you're searching for it you're looking for it and the song starts off like slow but it builds up but it builds up in this um internal kind of uh sense of uh, urgency and i thought that was such a perfect way to start an album i've never heard an album start like that ever before um Yeah, it was a beautiful song. I just mm-hmm. think it's been played so much yeah. by this time in our lives that maybe we don't appreciate as much as we used to, but when it came out, definitely it was an amazing song. Um, Riaz, any thoughts about Sayuni and the album? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I feel like um, in some ways, I feel like after Inkalab, this was like a step down for me where it was like, hey, what what's going on here? Mm-hmm. But I, I think at the time, like it was just mm-hmm. like, Oh, yeah. It felt almost like um, yeah. this was them really embracing yeah. the Kavali Sufi sort of culture within their songs. Mm-hmm. Sayuni is a great example. Yeah. Like like the whole idea of like slow start and then it builds up and builds right, up and builds right. up. You know, later on when I listened to Kavali music, I was just like, oh, that's that's a staple, yeah. right? You you pull people in and then you spin them around and then you spin them up and and then it just keeps going and going and going and, and, and until until you get into madness and and I think uh, you know like the other songs too within that album just they they have a similar they're mm-hmm. all like sort of Kavali Kavali songs it almost feels like yeah, some of them are Iqbal's sorry go poems ahead. right oh a lot of them are from yeah. real poems yeah some of them yeah Iqbal uh, famous uh, Pakistani philosopher and poet like Khudi Kokar Bulanditna. Yeah. That's one of his poems. Um, and they would do that for uh, later albums. But uh, sorry, Riaz. Oh, no, I was just saying, yeah, they, they started taking poetry. <laughs> it's for me, just personally, um, <laughs> when we would listen to these songs, my parents um, <laughs> would also <laughs> give me poetry. They're like, oh, do you know this poem? This is like, why don't you know this poem? And I'd always get like yelled at. Like, wow. Don't you know this poem? Like, uh, how am I supposed to know? Yeah, they're, they're, they're like, oh, you're, you don't know enough poetry. And I was like, I can't. 
help it. You know, to, to right, me, it was right. like it, both an introduction to some some of these like Pakistani poets and poetry and their actual lyrics, which was nice. <laughs> but at the other end, it was also like you know a general sense of disappointment that I couldn't read read or write and yeah. do it and really understand the true. You will never understand the true meaning of this lyric. You know, which is a weird thing to get from your parents. You're like, wow, okay, thanks, thanks, Dad. You can't handle the truth. You can't really understand what this is all about. You know, and and mm-hmm. so um, I think there was yeah. a lot of that sort of involved too. But to me, like it was, it was almost like Inkala was like like their rock album, and this was their like Sufi Kavali album. Yeah, this is definitely when they completely switched yeah. switch gears. So it was kind of completely. a switch of gears. I still enjoyed it. But it didn't like blow my mind. Yeah. It was more like a chill mm-hmm. sort of like, oh, okay, this is good. This mm-hmm. is you know. It wasn't right. until again that I uh, heard like yeah. um, some of that second generation of Pakistani rock, like uh, Otto or like Nuri, that I, I was brought back into like Pakistani rock. Yeah. Hmm. Um, so uh, in saying that, what, are, what were your few, the few songs that you did like? Uh, I think let's go around. Riyaz first. Uh, For me, it was, I, li- I really like Yarbina. Yeah, definitely. Yarbina. Yeah, like it just has that Kavali-ness to it that I was like, yeah. I, they really. That's my favorite it. from this album. Uh, that's a really good song. Um, so this was, an, this was an, an enjoyable album. This was just a lesson in your, I guess, uh, lack of... <laughs> Yeah, so for me, just the 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 lessons of poetry that go along with that kind of ruin it. For me. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. It it was an enjoyable album, but imagine yeah. like you're listening to it and your dad like stops it and says, "Hold on, <laughs> let me," like it makes right. a scritch noise. He's like, "Let me sure. break it down for you." That makes it a little less cool. Right, right, you know? right. <laughs> let, me, let me break down these lyrics. You're like, "What? What's going on?" Mm. Right. <laughs> so that would happen if we were listening to it in, 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 in the car. My dad would like stop it and be like, "Let me break down these lyrics, yo." And I was like, "Uh, okay." <laughs> so it just made it a little less cool. It wasn't like as traumatizing as I'm making it. It just made it slightly less cool. Yeah. Uh, Imran, you your favorite tracks aside from Sayuni? Um. Uh. So for me, it was like "Meri Awaaz Suno," "Kisne Suna," like. Both of those are very underrated songs. Yeah. Um, I felt like uh, the just the, you know, again, it just goes back to that, you know, that um, that uh, f- uh, that feeling of uh, unrest in your soul, right? Um, and it ties in so many different ways. It's not just unrest of the soul, but it was also, I think, the political climate of Pakistan at the time too. Yeah. So it ties into those kind of Good things, point. right? So point. I think. Yeah, so I think it's um, in that sense that it was a, uh, it was such a multi-level album, um, and I wanted to add, um, I don't, and I don't know if the, if I'm correct on this or not, but Lal Meri Pat, which is a tradition, is that a traditional Punjabi song, but or is it as traditional? I don't know, Sindhi but song? it's definitely some kind of. It's a traditional song, uh, I think Punjabi. Yeah, Akhyan. Yeah. yeah, it's Punjabi. Yeah, the words, the lyrics are so, so it must um, be Punjabi. Um, very, old very old and very um, old. I loved it I was like yes um, you know it's, it's so much of this uh, and I want to add one two things to it like so much of this uh, uh, same thing that Ahmed Riaz had uh, or was it you I can't remember but said that you know it pull, it's Kawali pulls you in spins you around and then 
you're in your own trance then, right? So there was that aspect of it too. And um, after listening to the albums, this is what I called the beginning of the Sufi trilogy, you know, with Azadi, Parvaz, and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and Ishq. So Ishq. this is the beginning of their, like, uh, and I got this from <laughs> listening to David Bowie's Berlin trilogy. So I was like, oh, this is a Sufi this is a Sufi trilogy, <laughs> and um, uh, going, uh, you know, and exactly what Ahmed um, Riazet said that it set the template for future bands to kind of emulate at the same time take something away from it. Oh yeah, I mean, I think Michael Hassan band mm-hmm. is definitely influenced by that, you know, right? In what they do, um, yeah. I mean, uh, I had the same songs as you guys: Sayuni, Khudi, Yarbina, and Lal Meripat. Um, so exactly the same. Um, uh, yeah. So I really, uh, this is where they change gears. So sh- uh, s- talking about the Sufi trilogy, should we move yeah. on to the next one? Yep. Yep. We're good. Uh, so the next album was Parvaz, which is, uh, my second favorite album of Janoons and the mm-hmm. favorite of their latter years. Um, I really like Bulea, Samal, especially Sajna Great. and, uh, Ron Nana. Um, I thought this was a really well-produced mm-hmm. album with John Alec. Really slow, beautiful. I really like this album. So uh, I don't know what your guys' thoughts are. Um, uh, let's go Riaz first. Riaz, any uh, any thoughts about Pravaz? Yeah, so this is... Uh, I thought Bulea was an amazing, amazing song. And Goom, like I thought, was really good too. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. Again, yeah. that's sort yeah. of like kind of just leaning into it. So I think uh, I think the previous album, I was just sort of like in between. I was like, what has happened to this band? Um but yeah, right, by the yeah. time they got to this, I was like, okay, this is who they are. Right. <laughs> right? And um, and yeah. um, I just think like, but they, uh, this is like when they really became themselves, right? Like this is when the previous album, I was like, oh man, what, what's happened to this band? And and this is where I think I started accepting like, okay, this is this is who they are. Right. This is this is them. This is them pulling from like our history. Uh, this is them pulling from like folk songs. This is them sort of. You know, making their own versions of them, and and I think uh, Bulea, Piarbina, and Kum were like my favorites of this album. Um, and then there's something about just kind of you know just the whole album, just really losing yourself to those moments, um, and and just the buildup of the songs, like they they'd really gotten them uh, well. Um, again, not you know Inkalab's right. still the favorite, but like I think this is a more mature version of Junoon for me. Um, and, um, around the time, I think maybe I just had less time to listen to music and stuff. So it wasn't one of those albums that I listened to back to back, you know, it, I hadn't memorized every single aspect of it. It was more like picking songs here and there. Nice. What about you guys? Um, so, uh, starting off, like where I did the, uh, I read up on Wikipedia about this as well. Um, so at this time, when this album came out, Janun was now a global phenomenon. They were all over the world. You couldn't go anywhere without, you know, seeing them. And Bulea catapulted them to that status. Uh, the other thing was that this album was recorded at the famed Abbey Road Studios. Oh, wow. In London, England. Wow. Yeah, it's a big, big deal. It's a big deal. Um, um, again, the... Uh, you know, listening to this album, you know, like, and I call it the Sufi trilogy because these these albums flow so beautifully into each other, right? Like, you can, I would never, like, if I was listening to this album, I have to listen to Azadi and then Pervez, Pervaz as well 
and then get into ishq because they're so they're so beautifully written and so beautifully done um so i'm going to describe this as like my uh, how i do my three favorite janoon songs right so there's janoon that i heard prior to moving to canada which was 1996 then there's janoon singles that i heard in between um uh 96 and i want to say up until 2017 2018 and then there's uh when i heard janoon it's an entirety so each one of those eras has a three favorite songs and i mentioned the previous two songs so janoon in its entirety i want to say mitti is my favorite song and uh just the lyricism of mitti right uh it's a subject matter that's not covered in uh western uh western songs right uh yeah that's cor- correct so uh very spiritual song you know very spiritual song um and i would have to say like the underrated songs on this album is alif and ghoom and i think both of you guys already mentioned ghoom as well yeah uh, i had forgotten about it and then i saw it in the list of songs yeah. that i was like re-listening mm-hmm. to things and it's also the name of my son so i was just like oh, i have to listen to this and and it's just uh you know again it's sort of aliasma trying to trying to compete and 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 doing quite well and and just a beautiful beautiful song kum is kum is a great song uh and you know um pyar bina is a great song too it has a very sort of similar uh quality to kum i think in in all of them sort of just a very kind of melodious type of thing it's a you know it's and i mentioned this before that it's it's such a beautiful flow from um azadi to parvaz that you can you're like oh wow this is it you cannot listen to these albums by itself you have to listen to all three of those albums yeah i i i think it's sort of like in my mind too they all sort of mash together <laughs> in so they're they're definitely like songs from all three of them and i think for me this is when you know i stopped listening to a single album kind of end to end like back when we had cassettes you just play it reverse it play it reverse it and here is where like i don't know if it was mp3s or it was traveling or what but like it, or just the power of like cd's and being able to pick tracks but i much more remember like tracks and just being able to kind of like cue in certain tracks and and build sort of the album that i want to hear which is both positive and negative i think it's rare for us to sort of just listen to an album and and um for me at least you know it's just like it's hard to kind of keep that cuz as soon as you're on a song that you don't like it doesn't cost anything to forward it when you were listening to it in cassette to forward it meant like you had to sort of like <laughs> track it forward yeah the effort required to to ignore the song you might as well just listen to it yeah i used to listen to sajna over and over again when i first got it um and then when i got a little older then i heard the whole album like track by track but yeah same thing if you really loved the song the effort to rewind it and listen to it again meant like you really loved no, it no i had it on cd actually but you know i just skipped it you know <laughs> like skipped sajna you know and samal just those two so and bulaya you know but yeah that's what I, that, that's yeah. kind of the point it's like yeah. when it's on cd it's so easy to skip these things um exactly but yeah did you skip bulaya no 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 i love bulaya and sajna oh, initially okay. and then later i really like saval that's probably one of my favorites right now Oh, older, okay, okay. you know, Got it. beautiful song. So awesome, guys. Should we move on to Ishq or Andaz? <laughs> I didn't know know about this Andaz thing. I thought it was just called Ishq because I bought it in Pakistan. 
I just call it, I thought it was called Andaz. It was called Ishq, the CD I had from Pakistan. Um, I don't know where where I got my copy, but it was definitely called Andaz for me. Yeah. But yeah, Ishq slash Andaz. Uh, uh, Imran, how did you feel about this? Uh, this is the conclusion of the Sufi trilogy for me, right? Um, I'm going to start off with my favorite song on the album, Kese Gaume. Oh, yeah. Beautiful song. Uh, yep. Um, and, yeah, you know, again, the lyricism, uh, the lyrics and... Mm-hmm. Um, yeah the i guess the um the meaning behind the lyrics that's what made it so so beautiful uh chalkuriye yeah. and uh ishq both yeah, fast, yeah. fantastic songs uh, uh, and uh, for me this is where ali azmat gets better and better and better as a singer and shami is a really good song yeah, too yeah if, if if you guys mm-hmm. remember like that was the one that i remember from this um Oh, that was my mm-hmm. favorite. Yeah, Shami was great. It was sort of like a a grown up version of Nindatine or something. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was like the early kind of stuff, like uh, right, just a just a yeah. rock song. Yeah, maybe that's why I liked it. it sort of like yeah. a, a rock song snuck in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, no politics or spirituality, just straight. You know. Yeah. Straightforward. <laughs> um, yeah. So, Riaz, uh, what about yourself? Like, what are the few tracks that you really enjoyed aside from Shami? Of um, I mean. Apart from Shami, I, I think Chal Courier was was good, and you know, again, this is where like they all start melding together for me. It's it's less of a trilogy where I listened to all of them. I think I just picked bits and pieces from here and there, and I think this was around two thousand one, so I was definitely in college at this time, and you know, Napster was a big thing. Right. <laughs> This is where I think (laughs) I, I probably, you know, got a dump of this and then didn't realize that more wasn't better at the time and just ended up like, you know, being overwhelmed with Janoon songs. So I, I don't, I don't think I grew up listening to it as much in, in dedication. And maybe this is something if you guys recommend, you know, going back to it and listening to it. I think for me, like this is where I also start maybe losing a little bit of um, following Janoon as much as I did when I was younger. Yeah, I would agree with that. This is probably the end of my Janoon ride for a while. Um, I listened in college too. I liked Zamanik, Zamanik Endaz, which was another Iqbal poem. Mm-hmm. Um, Sheena, Shami, Ishq, and Chalkuri, same, pretty much the same tracks as you guys. Um, but yeah, this was like, okay, this is not bad. has a few good songs, but I could see something changing as well in terms of Janoon mm-hmm. um, after this album. So the other song that I liked, and apparently it was only in the international version, was Azadi. Okay. And and that was like uh, part of the Jinnah movie. It's the one that also has like, when you search oh, for mm-hmm. Janun music videos, it's it's the one that's there too. And I like right. that quite a lot too. Okay. And maybe that's why I remember this album just being right. called Azadi. Yeah, that would make sense. Right. Yeah, I, that Jenna movie is pretty good. Just to segue. Yeah, I, I've been <laughs> I meaning to watch it. I have not I seen, seen it, it so. I'm disappointed yeah, that I haven't okay. seen it. So yeah, I haven't seen it for a long time, but yeah. over 20 years. But I remember. Um, yeah, I think bit. I just didn't. I tried to get it somewhere and I couldn't watch it, and then I forgot right. about it. But if it's good, yeah, I'll definitely go back yeah. and watch it. Um, adding to Azadi, I thought it was such a complex, you know, uh, song, as far as like the structure of it. That I felt like the first time I heard it, like I'm like, the more you say about it, the less it is because it's so. It's so it's again it comes from the mind of Salman. Salman knows how to make songs. 
he knows how to compose music. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um finally I just want to say like the underrated song for me was uh Shisha Ka Ghar. And did you uh this is another one you heard recently or did yeah, you hear it? Yeah, all of the these albums I've heard recently. Yeah. All these I want to say wow. so originally so when the podcast when we had conceived the idea of the podcast and I listened to it more but the very very first time that I heard these songs was probably around 2013 2011 somewhere there. No, I'm sorry, 2013 and um the you know I got into it and I was like, "Oh, this is really good stuff. This is fantastic stuff." Uh the other reason being so I was here, right? So and I lived in a place that was kind of um disconnected from a lot of Pakistani music and Pakistani people. So I listened to generally what everybody else was listening to. So mostly a lot of English songs, a lot of underground rap and stuff like that. So I missed out. I completely missed out on this. So, you know, again, this is eh, this is the whole idea of this podcast to go back to stuff that was a phenomenon that I missed out or you missed out on and then we go back and listen to it and kind of dissect it and see what we like, what we don't like and what we think. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, definitely. It's uh their last uh, as you say of the trilogy. Um and then the next one was uh, Diwar. Did you guys hear this album or kind of skipped it i think this is where i started skipping <laughs> it you know like like i don't remember like any of it and, and i tried listening to it again last night and i was just sort of like i don't know i just felt like they'd lost a little bit of their mm-hmm. it's not that great it's not that great um and it's starting to yeah. blend in to a lot of yeah. other stuff yeah. yeah and maybe that's where they decided to like take a long <laughs> yeah. break it's the sound of the band breaking up. You can kind of say, yeah, it, it's uh, absolutely <laughs> is. It's the spaghetti incident of Pakistan. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I think um, at this time, um, you know, even Brian was, you know, I think he w- he was ready to go back to the United States because I think he did not feel safe in Pakistan anymore. Oh, okay. Um and you know when you read his like there were, I can't there's actually there's an interview of his done it's on the on Google so you can fi- if you search for his interview and you know he talks about this period and there's also I don't uh, and I mentioned this in the Vital Signs podcast uh there is this show I think Cell 3231 or 331 or something Yeah yeah like yeah hardline interviews kind of like hard yeah, talk Yeah so or, they in, yeah right so Ali Azmat had there was an interview with Ali Azmat in there. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not a lot of love for uh, Salman and that yeah. time. Yeah. So I think during this time, you know, um, the band was drifting apart. There was uh, tales of them only stay. You know, when they would do shows, they'd be in different corners of the um, of changing rooms, and then they'd get together and do the show. Um, you know, yeah. Brian was going through a divorce and he was getting depressed and he didn't know how to keep Ali and Salman from fighting and trying to keep the band together, but he couldn't do it. So you you can you can kind of see that the band was pretty much, you know, it's they're coming to a demise. Um I think in what you've said is there's there's so much um wisdom in this idea that like Brian kept the band together, you know, and if he was going through personal stuff, um, 
with his marriage, he probably was like, look, this, I can't keep yeah. these two marriages together. Yeah. <laughs> I got to leave. Yeah. Uh, again, we need to I, we need to hear what? Brian's yeah. story. I, I feel like I, he's I absolutely leg. agree, man. Like Brian is one of the most fascinating musicians that I can think of. Like, um, and that's an entirety. Like any musician that I can think of, I wouldn't even. I don't think I would, because everything that needs to be said has been said about, say, someone like John. Mc- I mean, uh, Paul McCartney, right? Like, there's nothing you can say more about that individual. Anything that's that has to be said about Slash has been said. You know, very recently I heard one of his uh, a podcast interview with Mark Marin with Slash, and you know, I mean, it was treading old, old ground again. You know, but Brian is an enigma, and there's not much said about him. It's also just his personality. Yeah, all we know is that he he married a Pakistani, yeah. <laughs> lived in Pakistan, and yeah. was in the rock band. That's that's about it, really. I don't know much about it, but even without knowing much about him, you can tell that sort of he's he's sort of a, a mm-hmm. rock, you know. And so, just hearing like he was going through difficult stuff and the band broke up, I'm sure he was the one keeping yeah. people together. Oh and, yeah, and yeah. just there's something about the power of threes too. Like you know, mm-hmm. once you lose one leg, the yes. the stool falls. So that, that this is very much an example of that. Yeah, yeah. Do we want to talk about the next album? <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> okay. Any songs for this album okay. that we even one or two? I, I had one, well, two. Garage Bras and Papuya. Yeah. That's about it. Me too. Gar- Garage Bras uh, was good, like but it, mm-hmm. very much at this time, yeah. it was just like listening me, to individual tracks right. and not. For me, it was uh, Man Gumsum. <laughs> I don't have any comment because I can't remember. <laughs> um, again, another classic. All right. All yeah. right. No, no, it's a it's a classic Sufi song. Um, there is not much in this album that we can say, except for that Papuyar. The it was a banned video in Pakistan at the time. I, I thought Papuyar. Maybe I'm confused. Papuyar. I I was confused if that was an Ali Azmat song, uh, and not a no. It was it, it was a Jinnun song. Yeah, and oh, I, okay. I really I like yeah. I like Papuyar. I thought it was good. Yeah. It was definitely them trying something different. And, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it was, was fun. I mean, fun. Yeah. Poking fun yeah. at politicians. Yeah. Yeah. It was like mm-hmm. a fun song. But again, it was just like a, you know, not so Janouni, but it was like a fun song. Or maybe it was them trying to do something right. different. Um, I was wondering if you guys got a chance to listen to the the really new. We have a new Janoon song. The Chule Asman Badal De Jahan song. I, I sent you guys a video, the other. and I was I was pleasantly surprised. I, I, yeah. If you ignore the fact that the music video makes you sad and reminds you that we're all old, um, apart from that bit, the rest of it, actually, no. Even oh, even the video anyway, I think is, is it's good. But yeah, you know what? Uh, as soon as this podcast is over, I will definitely check that out. I unfortunately I didn't get to check it out. Um, you know, it's just uh, listening to the albums themselves. I was so I didn't realize it until that, yeah, uh, you know I started listening uh, the other day, which was only a few days ago. That I was like, mm-hmm. oh, hold on, there's a new Janoon song, and I and I think it's connected to right. sort of the cricket. Yeah, they recorded for the World Cup, um, especially. I, and and it's, it's quite song, good. Yeah. It's very much like uh, yes, a great type yeah. of feeling. Yeah. All right. So uh, in saying right. that, we, they're actually touring. Uh, but when they're touring, I'm I'm actually away in Canada. Um, but uh, Imran, they're coming to uh, Toronto in uh, I think November. 
Yeah. Um, actually, tickets go on sale on July 2nd. I was going to actually awesome. mention that. Oh. So the wife and I are going. So um, it's not available. The uh, tickets aren't available right now. It's going to be playing in Brampton. They're going to be playing in Brampton. Yeah, definitely. definitely. So I am most definitely going. Um, you know, they're my must-see bands along with Strings. So Strings aren't here, but these guys are. And I will most definitely go see Janoon. Wife's excited. She's always been a Janoonie. So um, it's different when you grow up in Pakistan. These albums are like... Um, oh, yeah. That's the other thing. Yeah. Sorry. I just wanted to mention is that Janoon, as we get into like what their legacy is, um, a lot of young kids are listening to Janoon. So I had the mm-hmm. best of Janoon tape in, or, you know, in my car like two, three years ago. And my cousin was over from Pakistan. We were going to the beach. And um, you know, he was 18, 19 years old. Uh, was there, yeah. and he was like, "These songs are amazing." Yeah. I mean, he knew of Janoon, right? But he didn't know the early stuff, you know, like Dosti, which is another right. song we forgot to mention, which actually isn't in, doesn't seem to be any of the albums. But the, you know, that was a Jupiter song originally. He thought yes, that song was, was great. He saw Nina Tine, you know, and I'm like, "Wow, this guy's." I'm probably double his age, but we're listening to the same band. So that's mm-hmm. another thing about that. It lasts, yes. and uh, yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a people, classic young band. People I mean, really I think if you're into music in Pakistan, yeah. you have to listen to some Janoon yeah. songs. I feel like it's not even a question; it's sort of part of. Well, yeah. Vital Signs didn't have the same thing, right? Like the young kids are like, yeah, I think Vital Signs no. is uh, hard to get into. <laughs> you know, there's there's some songs yeah. that yeah, are yeah. really beautiful and really amazing, but I feel like so much of it is tied into like early early youth nostalgia. Um, but right. Janoon is not hard to get into. I mean, you can play Hide to anybody today. I play it to my young right. kids, and they like rock out. Right. Nice. It, you know, I just want to add. I think it's the thing is that Vital Signs never transcended, while Janoon was able to transcend. Mm. Janoon had a longer time too. Yeah. Um, that was other. Yeah. Thing, but. It's it's kind of uh, you can say that vital signs there you know they opened the door for Janoon that's for sure. Yes, and they did. They did. Janoon opened the door for everybody. So yeah, respect to both. You know, from my point of view. Yeah, respect. No, no, absolutely respect to both. It's just you know I think it's just one of those moments where, and what you had mentioned before, like you know when Salman came to in the recording, the initial days of recording Vital Signs 2, and he had like, listen, these are my ideas. Mm -hmm. And they were more political, more... Correct, correct. uh, You know, and I... Were they spiritual as well or no? Uh, No, at that time, he actually... One of the things that uh, pissed off the Vital Signs guys was he was writing as well. He was writing some like um, articles uh, challenging the political figures of the time as well. And that was making, uh, you know, Rohail very nervous. And then he came with these songs, which are you know, what the stuff he eventually mm-hmm. got into. Um, and uh, Rail was like, we need to sell records. <laughs> you know, we need happy poppy songs. And then he was like, yeah, I'm out of here, man. <laughs> so, I mean, it kind of proves yeah. like, you know, um, there's always a battle between artistry and, and marketing and sales, right? Where it's like, well, this is the thing that sells. Mm-hmm. But if you look at longevity, Judun still probably selling. Whereas Vital Signs, yeah. I don't know how much they're selling anymore. Yeah. And, and Royale's moved up. No, no, Janoon definitely, yeah, is the biggest biggest uh, band yeah. in Pakistan's history. So I know. think that, that yeah. proved out well. I mean, you know, he followed probably like something for art, but like it made sense in terms of longevity. And I think that's something people forget. It's like, what's your legacy going to be? And I, I 
by far, I think Janoon has yeah. a much stronger legacy than than Vital Signs does. Oh, right. absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And I think even with someone like, say, Royal Hayat, like, I, I think, I don't think he really looks back on, and I think the, and Amman Rasul, correct me if you can, but I don't think he really looks back on his Vital Signs era all that much, right? Like, he hasn't redone any of the songs for Coke Studios, right? Uh, yeah, but the main reason for that is because uh, Junaid is gone and he doesn't want anyone to sing Junaid's songs. It's a personal reasons. Okay, okay. Um, but that's that's as much as I know from his interviews. Mm-hmm. But that makes sense. I mean, that must be really hard for him. And, you know, no, no one no one yeah. sounds like Junaid, you know. No. no yeah, no, and I don't know what, the, you know, we don't know what his personal feelings are for Junaid, you know. I think it's quite a deep... I mean, these guys were like together for quite a few years, right? And then they fell out, and you know, Janet passed away. So I imagine it must be difficult from that point of view too. Yeah, yeah. you know, I think there's a lot of um, in that relationship, particular. There's a lot of baggage there too, right? Um, this is a you know, they go and they make these fantastic albums, and right at the height of their you know, right at the height of their career, Junaid goes off, makes a couple of soul albums, then just does like, uh, you know, um, uh, 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 you know, um, the religious songs per se. And, um, mm. you know, Royal does, and they have a fallout and they come. It's, it's very, it's a, it seems like a very convoluted and complex relationship. Yeah. And, uh, so, kind of the same for Janoon. I mean, yeah, I mean, Janoon has just reunited recently, right? Mm-hmm. After a, a long breakup. So they had their own, own issues with Ali and uh, Salman. Yeah. And um, I think it's... I, in in these, both of these situations, it seems like both Salman and Royal Hayat are very strong-headed individuals and they see a direction where they want their music and their uh, vision to go. And it's kind of common that people would kind of head butt heads with you yeah i think it's, it's normal it's very normal uh, i'm just glad that Janoon are back together and i hope um i'm encouraged by the new song i hope they release a new album yeah. which uh, they are currently so i'm looking forward to uh hearing that and seeing what you know that looks like right uh just to let the fans know november 1st is when Janoon will be performing in the toronto area Sweet. look out for k9 in tickets. the wild <laughs> yeah i will be there i will be there um i have um, get kicked out of the concert. you'll be the one crowd no, surfing no 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 i'm not getting kicked out yeah. i uh, <laughs> i don't doubt for a minute that really? there's going to be crowd surfing i was gonna say it's gonna a be bunch a bunch of 40 year olds crowd surfing like, that's what's gonna you know, happen actually no maybe um, young kids too again back to Janoon just being yeah, real kids too, yeah, um, multi generational, and who knows when, when's the next time you're going to see Janoon? So definitely, they that's are, amazing they are. to kind of go out and see. Them. Yeah, so I'm going to be wearing my same concert T-shirt that I wear every concert. Oh, I thought you were going to say the same one you wore back when you first heard Janoon. I was going to be very. I worried. don't think I have any T-shirts for. Oh, I have two, maybe two T-shirts from that era, but anyway. Long story short, uh, so it's basically, so it's a band playing. It's a it's a silhouette of a band playing, and at the very end of it, there is a rooster, 
just a rooster by itself. Oh, righty then. So, so the, yeah, yeah. So what it basically means is if you're look yeah. at the picture, you can kind of figure out. No, no, we got it. We got it. <laughs> okay. We don't have to keep explaining the joke. Yeah. yeah. I was like, uh, there's, there's, no, I was like, oh, it. nobody's, nobody's uh, laughing. Nobody's saying, uh, uh, so I'm like, maybe I should add more to it. Your family should write. Your family should write. Yeah, that too. <laughs> hey, what is this? We, we what is this? Uh, yes. What is this joke better? All right, guys, should we wrap up? Yeah, yeah, let's um um so any um uh, uh I just wanted to add um uh Ahmed uh, anywhere where the fans can reach you at? Uh yeah, uh, we have a Facebook page, iRock City Podcast. Uh we're on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, Pocket Casts and several other Okay. places so you can listen uh, and SoundCloud is our main kind of location. So mm-hmm. um that's uh, that covers iRock uh City podcast and yeah. Oh, one more Check thing, uh, Riaz, Riaz, uh, Riaz, anywhere where we can reach you at, um, or um, you know, the fans would like to put more input regarding you. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Yeah, you can reach me at uh, Ahmed Riaz on okay. Twitter, uh, or Storynama Studios on Instagram. Nice. All right, guys, thank you very much. All right, thank you. All right, it's a wrap. Thank you, guys. Peace out.